J right in your face. Welcome back to episode 12 of The Fadeaway. It's your host, Fatty. Alongside me today, I got my co-host. What up, Cardi Z? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on, baby? These names are picking up. I have people around the office calling me like every single nickname for every week. I have people that only address me now by these nicknames. So these actually, these actually pretty good. I actually spend probably more time coming up with the name than I do coming up with what we're talking about. And and just just to give you a little bit of background to that, so I, I'm hoping it's sticking because a lot of efforts going into these. You've been doing a good job, though. I got people. People really like them. I think people look forward to listening to them every week. So yeah, yeah. actually, uh, you've got to you've got to keep going. I think forever. I'm down. Uh, I mean, considering how crazy the NBA has been this this year, I'd say this week was a relatively slower week. Yeah. Uh, other than, I think, a couple big milestones. Obviously, LeBron being one of them, we'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah. really eventless week, I think most... I th- in the West, at least, that last like couple playoff spots is now widening a little bit. Yeah. We always talked about Sacramento, LA possibly making that push. But right. I think between Sac and the eighth-place team being, I think it was the Clippers... So we uh, got, there's about a four game difference now, three and a half game difference. We've got the Clippers in seventh. We've got the Spurs in eighth. Can and you believe that, man? The Clippers insane. are in seventh place. They're not giving the up. The Clippers were tanking. Mo- like I swear, yeah. two weeks ago when they got rid of Tobias, that I was like, all right, because if they don't make the playoffs, they get a lottery pick. Exactly. But they're like, no, we're gunning for it. I mean, Doc Rivers isn't a coach that wants to lose, and that team has their roster is not filled with guys who want to lose. I mean, like just guys who want to play hard. Exactly. You know, Pat Pever- Pat Beverly. You got Montrez Lou Williams, Harrell. Metro's Harrell. Like these guys want to play and they want to win, right? So, and that's what they've been doing. And I love, I love Landry Shamit. Like I didn't like him as much when he was on Philly on the Sixers. Yeah, I love Landry Shamit. That kid is he's got some. He's got a future. I think. Right place, right time. That that trade was actually big for him, and he's Huge. doing actually really well now. But I guess that's just get into it and the big news the biggest news this week basically was lebron passing mj for third for fourth all time sorry in um in league scoring he's got 32,000 and some change obviously this helps him in his uh in his goat debate but what do you think what do you think how much do you think this really helps him in in real life i honestly don't think it really helps him much in the goat debate because there's no question that we always knew lebron was right there because if you're ever comparing somebody to jordan as much as you have or we as as a people, as a fan base, have compared LeBron to Jordan, obviously you're, you're aware that he's right there. Yeah. You know, there's there's obviously there are differences, but he's right there. Mm-hmm. In terms of what this does for him, when you really break it down and you look into it, I don't know if it does too much for you because he did it in 15, 16 seasons. Jordan did this in like 12 years while retiring once for the span of two yeah. years, right? And he did it with 3,000 less attempted three-pointers. Because obviously the game was very, was very, very different. different. Uh, I think LeBron shot, I think it was about 1,000 more free throws. But when you look at the difference in the eras, like back then, Jordan could get tossed, could get body, could get guided the way he yeah. wanted by defenders. Yeah. And get like, bad boys. You look at the documentary, the bad boys used to kill him. They used to go to injure Jordan. You're not allowed in the paint. Now Jordan you rules. sniff on LeBron and it's a foul. <laughs> so it's a very different ball game. Jordan did it in many less years shooting two pointers which is obviously he shot more basic shot, math yeah. three verse two like yeah so i don't know if it really puts him it sucks that it's happening amid not only a non-playoff season but a non-playoff season in his first season in the west yeah which something that's been a skepticism through his whole career is that he can never do it in the west yeah and it's also on the lakers it's not this is no small franchise this is a, a very seasoned franchise fan base that's used to winning uh yeah. championships so they don't really care he got booed 
the night because they lost. They did lose, yeah. And he was getting booed on the bench. He had his, the, the towel over his face. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get booed because at the end of the day, this is a LeBron thing. This isn't an L.A. thing. So right. L.A. doesn't care about LeBron things. I I, I saw a bunch of, um, like, not they're not memes, but just those, those pictures of, like, those highlight accounts on Instagram. It's like the, the top four scores in NBA history are all Lakers. I'm like, man, listen, you yeah, got, yeah, two yeah. of those four aren't Lakers. They're just, yeah. They were just playing for the Lakers when, they, yeah, yeah. when they reached that 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 level right so it's funny though it's ironic like it's very ironic because yeah. some guy one of the on hoops fans some lakers fan posted he's like oh all the greatest scores need to that's make a way true, need to make a stop in la before their way out it's funny well, la is a big market but half the market is hollywood and making money outside yeah. or off the court yeah. so and the nice weather the nice people so yeah. there's there's a lot in la that sells other than basketball for these guys to come and that kind of shows with this with the season for lebron and i think i mean I, obviously, I don't think it helps his goat debate much. I think it, I think it establishes him more firmly as second to Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no debate who's second. You know, you say Magic, you say Larry, whatever, whatever. Honestly, man, even at Kareem, this point, people he's say make, he's making it look like Kobe could even be better than him. Like, no, no, no when no, you you're, you're getting lost, you're getting you, lost. Okay, there. no, 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 look, no way. At the end of the day, there's no doubting LeBron, obviously, and I'm yeah. not saying Kobe's better than him. Yeah, but 34 year old Kobe willed. The Lakers team to the playoffs in the same yeah. conference that 34 year old LeBron is in. Yeah, and it's it's not even close. Like Kobe just grinded and he just did it. He wanted to win. He was a winner. Has five rings. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just something about this. I I don't. I'm not saying for me personally, but the fact that LeBron is missing the playoffs as a 34 year old player in LA is now a direct comparison to Kobe, and it's too recent. Like this happened like three yeah. four years ago with Kobe. So a lot of people are like. Well, what's the disconnect? Why? Well, my my only objection with that one is that Kobe not necessarily had a better team, but he had a more seasoned team. He still had Pau. Um, he still he had Dwight Howard. Obviously, he wasn't as good as like the Orlando Dwight Howard, yeah. but and he had Steve. Knight. Like you had better players. Also, I think it's unfair to LeBron because a lot of people forget the injury that he went through. Not only that, you forget about the injury that the other guys went through. You had Rondo miss multiple games. You had Lonzo Lonzo's miss one, multiple games. Kuz, Ingram. So all these guys, like they had like. It was some crazy stat. It was like they only played like five games all together as one game or some 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 amount of that's not even realistic. So like when you look at their season, they were four before before he got injured. It's just kind of unfortunate the way things went. And now fourteen, I think. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate the way things went. They never really got a, a full complete season. But I think that not making the playoffs is gonna work to his benefit. I think he's gonna get the rest he'll need. Hopefully he he'll actually rest and I mean, he's been in the playoffs for 13 straight seasons. What do you, you've been playing to June for like, for eight, for eight <laughs> straight seasons. So imagine having four months, five months off and just to take care of your body. Obviously, he's going to be acting and whatever, but LeBron's not the type of guy who doesn't work out or he doesn't take care of his body in the offseason, right? So he spends a, a $1.5 million exactly. on his development. Exactly. So you, you, he gets some much, much needed rest. And as it's far as very weird, though, it's going to be very weird. It's been like, I forget the number. Was it? It's been like twenty years since we haven't seen like Kobe and LeBron in the playoffs or something like that, right? But it, I think wow. it's gonna. I think it's gonna work to his benefit because I think next year he's gonna be able to come back stronger, obviously, and I think it's gonna give him more chance to work on his game and how to change his game as he's getting older. But do you do you think? Okay, so there was an article that came out that was like a bunch of these NBA execs who went anonymous. We're Obviously. ripping, ripping on LeBron's leadership skills, saying all yeah, he had to say whatever, was, man. you know, we've all been not doing our jobs, myself yeah. included, because yeah. he hasn't. Let's, let's yeah. be real. Yeah. But instead, he's going on and he's torching his teammates. And it's ironic because a year ago in the playoffs when they lost the Indiana game three, yeah, they asked him, they're like, 
well, what do you think of the production of your teammates? And he snapped. He's like, what are you talking about? What do you want me to do? Throw my teammates under the bus? I'm not going to do that. And then a year later, he's more than comfortable doing that. So does this hinder other people from wanting to come join LeBron and the Lakers making that necessary next step to move? Because now players are looking at this as like a toxic cloud around KD, LA and around yeah, LeBron. Yeah. And it's like, who who wants to sign up for this? Especially a lot of these guys who may already have championships like a Kawhi. Right. It's not like Kawhi is fighting to get his ring. Kawhi can be a little bit more selective with where he goes yeah, he because he already yeah. has that and ring. And MVP. KD Finals has MVP. two two rings. So he's going to be selective. Kyrie has a ring. He's going to be selective. Clay has rings. He's going to be selective. So yeah. a lot of these guys aren't desperate to win. And yeah. they don't owe the Lakers anything. So when at face value, you look at this organization, you're like, Okay, well, Ingram looks miserable. Ball doesn't play a, a lick of basketball because he's too injured. Kuzma just looks deflated after having a great start to the season. Just been so inconsistent and so all over the place. Mm. It's not a good look, and I don't know. And then Rondo sitting courtside. He does that, though. He does that. Courtside, no, no, He does that. Yeah, he does that a lot. He actually man, does, I don't think he's he ever sat court. He's no, no, no. with the fans, man. He does that a lot. He does that a lot. I saw like I saw. And they ask him about that. it after, and they're like, what, well, what do you have to say? He's like, oh, you guys are missing the point. It's all about LeBron. Oh, I'm sorry, Rajon. Like, I, I actually, as if we're not going to act like you you sat with the fans during the game. I, I wish. NBA player in a, in a uniform. Come on, bro. I, I read that one, and I wish we were talking about, we can't really talk about it because it's such old news, but I remember how KG, Rondo, and Paul Pierce got mad at Ray Allen for going joining LeBron in, in the Heat. Yeah. This guy's defending LeBron. And yeah. It's all love between Rondo and KG. And those but guys, but the, the beef around Ray Allen was more, it was Boston, Miami more than it was that's LeBron. Stupid. It was, those guys are immature. It was very man. stupid. Yeah, but they, bro, you know, they didn't invite him to the 10 years. last year. I know. The I 10 know. year anniversary <laughs> of that ring. This is your, this is one of your pivotal guys. <laughs> Ray Allen. They're 40 years old and they're still How many petty, games man? has Ray Allen won for Boston? Enough. Come Enough on, to be man. invited. That's all I You're going to invite him to the ring, celebrate the 10 year <laughs> That's so stupid, man. It's and, just pettiness, bro. And these guys are all professionals. Paul Pierce, you're you're on the jump. Get up or what? No, I think no, he's on the it's jump. A jump. Yeah. It's a jump. Yeah, he's yeah, on the yeah. jump. Yeah. And then KG's got Area 21. <laughs> Rondo's still balling. Area 21 is the worst show ever. It, like, <laughs> Area 21 is just a fancy way of getting all these like ex-hood players only, players, baby. Like, players like Rashid only. And, <laughs> and Q to come and like, cuss on, on live television. But it's just ridiculous. Like All these petty, this petty beef. But... Rondo was being petty. You don't sit in the crowd, man. You stop acting like you're 21 and you don't know what this is going to mean. It's yeah, uh, it's it, so frustrating. It, it, it's been a tough season for, for for LA in general. I think, obviously, all the stuff kind of overcasts LeBron's accolades. And what I didn't like about LeBron's accolade is just basically, I, thought, I think he posted on Instagram before the game, before he even passed Jordan. He's like, wow. He had like 12 points left. He's like, wow. You know, being a young kid from Akron, blah, 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 passing my idol, my idol Jordan, all this stuff. I'm like, dude, at least wait till you pass him and then post something. Like, don't do it beforehand. You just look dusty when you do that. Like, you just look you just look stupid. Imagine he didn't. Imagine he got injured or something, scored 10 points, came two points shy. Oh, funny that would be if he, if he didn't actually pass him. So I was just, I'm, I'm just upset about how LeBron has been handling everything this year. And like, to your point... It does deter players from coming. You know, like, I'm sure AD... I don't know why AD still wants to go to LA. Like Rich Paul. I, I, yeah, <laughs> That's no, the no, only thing. No, I agree I with you. I actually don't even think AD thinks for himself anymore. No, I but, think but Rich he, Paul feeds him. He went to Rich Paul to go to LA, though. He fired them in... He fired his old agents. You know what I mean? Like, I, I he wants to go. I tampered with him. They're like, come, come. We'll get you a nice deal. We'll get Probably. you here. We'll get you there. We'll get you out of there. I think LeBron's... And it's not like AD wins. It's not like he's coming from a winning culture. He is a winner go, that he go wants to go somewhere other than LA. He probably also wants to go and get his money. And he's only 25. 
he got his a, money. He got that's super- the danger, man. That's the danger that we're heading in is a lot of... And, and Derek said this too. Derek said, it's not about winning anymore. It's about who has the most likes and followers and clicks. So it, it makes it makes no sense. I just think all in all, like LeBron this year is just it's just been a distraction year. I think I actually saw something on Colin Cowherd. So I love I love Colin Cowherd. I, 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 I know you know hate him. Like I love I love he's got a good voice. His opinions are are something you don't think about. So I like listening to it. Uh, but he's like, why LeBron should just taking the year off? I know it sounds crazy, but like. LeBron, go to LA, take the year off, do your movie, do everything, get the all your system, and then come back and play basketball. Jordan did it, and he was fine, right? Like you could have taken that method instead of being one foot in, one foot out. Like you were doing your business ventures, but you also weren't focusing on basketball. This is a team that actually and re- ripping your teammates and, for not right, being dis- and, for being distracted. And this is a team that really, out of all the teams you've been on in the past ten years, this is probably the team that needed you the most because of how young these guys were. And I think that he hopefully learns from this stuff i think he looks back at this year and be like okay wow i could have dealt with things much better but also at the same time this is not gonna be the same team they have next year yeah half these guys are gonna be gone so i think that's why he had also had no problem throwing guys under the bus i hope like he kind of just learns from this and i think the scoring accolade is great passing jordan obviously it's a special moment for him and it's and he's, he's actually the, the only player in history to be top 10 in points and uh, assists so i think that's something that also helps his goat debate yeah um but I think it just further cements him as number two. Yeah, to Jordan. I'd say that's that's the maximum. Of that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's funny because you look at like the new guys and the young kids, and all they care about is their likes and their clicks and their popularity. Yeah. Uh, and then two, it was just two, three years ago we were mocking Durant for leaving Golden St- or leaving OKC to go to Golden State because he wanted to win. But it's like now you look at at least he wanted to win. But speaking of Kevin Durant, he was in the media earlier this week. And I want to play this interview by him yeah. because I found it to be a little bit interesting. So we'll let this play and we'll talk about it. All right. Kerr's mentioning didn't have the, I guess, intensity or he even Who? mentioned the Steve Kerr uh, or even the anger. Did you sense that? And, and does this team need a little more anger sometimes? I thought we, I thought we, uh, I thought we uh, move off of joy. Now anger. Oh, okay. I disagree with that one. I mean, we just got to. I think all around, top to bottom, coaches, players, we just got to be better. So essentially, they asked KD because I think they had just lost to Boston by almost thirty they got, points. They got that slapped. Game. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then we they asked. So Steve Kerr was interviewing before, and then he's like, "They've got to play with some anger." Right. I feel like they're too lack- lackadaisical. Like they're not really there. Yeah. Whatever. So they asked KD, they're like, what do you think of this? This is what your coach said. And he goes, what? I thought we were supposed to play off joy. Now we're supposed to play off anger. Yeah, you know, I disagree with that. Right. And then the next day you see a report, a lot of players within the Warriors think KD's behavior is telling of his departure. So are you seeing some turmoil that could potentially lead into the offseason or the postseason rather? Because now we're looking at a team that's about to three-peat. Yeah. Hard uh, to do. What do you think of this? Do you make anything of this, or is this just another skipper the, in, the, in the new section of the NBA? I think the biggest threat to the Warriors is themselves at this point. Like, obviously, there's really good contending teams that can beat them, but when you when these guys are at full strength, they can just turn it on just like that, right? And it's just been KD has been kind of weird. The more he's won, the less happier he's been, and you've seen that after year one, he wasn't happy. Yeah. Uh, I think when they I, won last year, he'd even celebrate. I, if I you think, look at him, yeah. he's just like, all right. I think the burner account was after year one. The, the the fake uh, Twitter account. I'm I not think sure so it, as well. Right, and so then you saw him kind of less happy after year two. He won the MVP, won the title, won, finals MVP, won the title, less happy. 
year three. Now he's just like kind of saying what he wants. I, I kind of agree with him in this case though because Steve Kerr is known for preaching play with joy and like you you, you always see the inside tracks and all that stuff right saying play with see, joy there's that guy that's about good energy yeah right exactly yeah and and i can agree what katie said it's not how he said it because he kind of said it like he's calling out steve kerr like dude my man steve kerr is the reason why you're why you're winning chips you know if you're gonna call him out do it in private do it to him It'd just be like just be like oh well like you could have handled it in a, in a different attitude as far as do i think he's leaving i think he's for sure leaving i think the thing that's going to make him happiest or at least maybe get him closer to that is being, not only that, being the best player in the world because he's never been the best player in the world. And he's been out saying, I thought after beating LeBron in the finals, I'd be the best player in the world. And he I, wasn't. Look, the issue is that he probably is the best player in the world, but because of his situation, exactly. a lot yes. of people don't want to give him that title. Exactly. And I that. think that he has a lot of issue with that internally. And I firmly, like it looks to me evidently that this guy is not happy with the rings that he has. That no. he knows... That there's always going to be an asterisk beside the two rings that he's gotten from Golden State, if even if he makes three. Obviously, later on in the future, no one will our kids are going to be like, no oh, way. KD was a legend. <laughs> but KD himself, internally, I believe, knows that he this isn't what he this isn't how he wanted it to happen. Yeah. And he didn't think it would like we're talking three years later, and, the, and there's a part in the interview where he says, Oh, you're still talking about me coming here. Like, there's clearly that he knows in the back of his mind people are still talking about him making right. that move. This is three years ago now. Yeah. And nobody even lamented to that, but that's where you took it. So it shows how you're feeling about that topic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, in terms of this postseason, there's a lot of good teams in the league, including OKC, including Houston, including a lot of these teams the with matchup problems. The East is pretty good too. They've been giving them trouble. They've been uh, the Warriors. Yeah, Boston's given uh, Golden no, State troubles the, for years. The Warriors have a losing the record against lo- the top. The Raptors are two and zero this year against them. But so. the Raptors were three and zero against Cleveland last year, and <laughs> we got swept in the playoffs. So <laughs> regular season for me really means right, nothing. Right. Uh, not nothing, but not as much as people would like. Yeah. But I don't know. I I can see I can see the turmoil really seeping into the locker room in the playoffs, especially if your back is up against the wall. You go down three two. For example, like, what's the, the people, attitude going to be like? Are you gonna, are you going to come together and, and win two games, or are you going to point fingers and start fighting it? And Draymond Green is unstable, and that to <laughs> me, like in the change room, that anything could set this guy off. Yeah, if, if his if his shoes aren't lined up the way he wants them, he's throwing a fit. I think he fought with Demarcus Cousins too, right? He's, I wouldn't I think he's be surprised with everybody man, he, because he in his mind he's like, I'm the leader, I'm the emotional leader. Right. Now I have to do this, but it's like yeah. maybe you could have done this with Stephen Clay, but now you add KD, who is a prolific superstar and mm-hmm. now you got demarcus cousins who's another prolific superstar and he doesn't you take can't do this anymore it's not yeah. the same game it's not the same team you can't yell at demarcus the way you yelled at bogut speaking of bogut i think by bringing back bogut to that team i think that was a really good move by the warriors not only because they needed that rim protection and rim defense i don't think Bogut's going to play more than 15 minutes a game i think he just brings back that first year championship culture the, ch- the culture before kd right and he, he kind of He's able to put that upon DeMarcus. He's able to put that culture upon KD and really kind of not take them under his wing, but kind of be able to preach that first year winning, that the first year they won, that mentality they had. He's be, he's able to reinstill that back in the team. And that's something they really need. But as far as KD, he's been one foot in, one foot out the whole year. And I think just the way he's acted, the way he's spoken about the team to the media, I think it's just been like, everybody knows he's leaving. It just now is like, where is he going? I'll be... If he stays for that fourth season, I will be shocked. Shocked. There's no way. I don't think so. And the way that Kyrie's acting up in the media as well, I think they're planning something. I hope they get together. So we're we're at that 
stage now in the season where there's about 15 to 17 games left before the playoffs. It is so strange because it just feels like yesterday we traded DeMar for Kawhi. I know. And now it's coming to an end. <laughs> like That's potentially it. coming to an end. But uh, we're at that stage now. But have there been any teams that stand out for you that you want to look out for? Maybe not necessarily making a deep playoff push, but making that challenge. Like when you look at the Pacers last year and they took LeBron to seven in the first round. How many people expected that? And that probably took a huge toll on LeBron and the Cavs mm-hmm. to go seven in the first round. Are there any teams like that that you want to look out for this season? I think, well, I think the Pacers right now are sitting in third in the in the East. And I think they Which just, to me is nuts because they lost Victor Oladipo and have not even regressed at all. Yeah, it's insane. They're like a Cinderella story. But I think that's... The regular season is, a, is way different than the playoffs. And I think... They're gonna miss old people the most in the playoffs because when that's when you need leadership. That's when you need a star. That's when the game slows down in the playoffs. It's not the same. You've got the same team for for seven games, right? Yeah. They're planning against you. They're watching just your tape. You. Yeah, just you. Exactly like you said. So they're watching your tape. They know your plays beforehand. You know what I mean? So I think that's where they're gonna miss somebody who can just score on the fly for them, or you know, even old people is a pretty good two way player as well. So I think. They're going to miss somebody to defend the other team's best player. So. They, they mitigated a little bit with the West Matthews pickup because he's a good offensive player and a good defender. He's no Oladipo, but he's a vet. So they do have that leadership there. I don't know if he'll be able to do what Victor does, but I just love the way that Nate McMillan has that team playing yes. together. Yes. And their heart and their passion to play. And yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, It's good to watch that there's a team that's – like when you look at Philly, Philly's a disgrace right now because like they're up and down and some days they're getting slapped. And Well, this goes to show because I think without Joel Embiid, Philly's nothing. They literally can't huge, win games without Joel Embiid. That's a huge part of their offense. Not even on like the actual physical – Yeah aspect of the game it's all the mental like he's the one that's trash talking he's the one that's hyping up the team too right so so who you got who's the who's the team to look out for honestly i'm gonna go from the angle of a raptors fan and i think the toss-up in the east i i think the top five teams obviously because celtics are fifth i'm taking the pacers out of that one though i don't know who to choose between the bucks raptors the sixers and the celtics because regardless of their regular season record these are four teams that you don't know how the matchup will go you know we've had trouble against the bucks we as the Raptors have had trouble against the Bucks this whole season. The NBA has had trouble against the Bucks. It's just been weird. It, it, but but at the so same time, good. they're not a proven team in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? So that, like, people people always hear, oh, the playoffs, like, it's not that much different. No, it, it's a it, huge difference. It's a little bit like the Raptors, though, because you look at the new look Raptors and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Even though the last four years have not been what it is. You look at Kawhi, you look at Gasol, you look at Lynn, you look at Nurse. There are a lot of changes that and you're like, okay, maybe we can be different. It's like Milwaukee. There's a lot of news. There's Brooke Lopez. Yeah, there's Miritich. There's Gasol. There's Coach Buds. There's <sighs> Giannis tough. is a year older now. Bledsoe's in his own. He's comfortable. He got the extension. Like good deal there. They look really good, man. They look really good. And Pat Connaughton, that kid is so good. <laughs> yes, I love. Pat I don't. I don't understand it. He's. They've just, got good role players. They've got Tony Snell, Malcolm Brogdon. Who they all play key pieces. They're so deep. But then you have Celtics who slap the Warriors. The Celtics are a struggling team, but they the just Celtics too- struggle against bad teams. I think. But they, they, yeah, right. And then they have they have too much star power to be like, oh, we can for sure beat them. Celtics have too much star power to be like, oh, we can for sure beat them. So you got those four teams, I think, and the Warriors have been struggling against those four teams, and I think those are the four teams that are could really, obviously, only one team comes out of the East. Yeah. But I think either of those four teams can come out of the East, and I think either of those four teams can challenge the Warriors. As far as the Western Conference, 
I can't see anybody else other than Houston or OKC. There's no, I mean, the Jazz, they're a great team. I still think too young. In the West, I'm going to go with Houston and, and OKC. I think OKC is so good. It's so good. Their, their role players are, are insanely good. They're and, lanky guys. They're athletic. And the way Paul George and Russell have been able to play together, I think we, we obviously we haven't seen that from Russell Westbrook in, in past years. And I think Paul George, if Paul George had been doing this for the whole season, I think he would have been the MVP vote as opposed to... It's gonna go to Giannis. Giannis. It's gonna go to Giannis. But if Paul George had been doing Even, this the whole season, it, it would be it'll be way more debatable honestly, than it is. I honestly think it should go to James Harden because Giannis can go a, a game scoring sixteen points and he has done it. And they'll win. And not just one. Yeah. They're not just they're not gonna just win, man. They're gonna score hundred and thirty or more off him scoring 15, 16 points. If if Harden has fifteen, sixteen points, I can almost guarantee the Houston Rockets are getting slapped. There's no question. Like I think Harden for sure is the MVP, but that's another discussion. It's it's a storyline. We we've already talked about it's a storyline. I think Giannis uh, will get it. Like you said, it's another discussion. But like though, I mean, those are the top. I got, I listed what five, six teams. Yeah. Those are the top six teams. I can't personally decide which one's going to be. I guess the most pest. the <laughs> most pest against the Warriors or the the the, the team that can probably upset and win. Yeah. The, the highest chance of winning the, the the title. If you can decide on one team, let's we'll see what let's see so, what you got. I don't have one that's gonna win the title, but I did have one for each conference that I think is gonna be a pest more so than people really think that they are. And you're gonna actually rip me on this one, but the the Eastern Conference, I actually have Detroit. I don't. I I think a lot Man. of people don't want to. I'm not saying Detroit's gonna beat you. But I think Detroit's going to push your buttons in a lot of ways that people, when they're planning for Detroit, think is going to be a 4-0-4-1 series. Since February 1st to present, Detroit's 11-3, and and they've beat Denver, Indiana, and Toronto. They're 11-3. and Blake is playing the best basketball of his life. This guy's Blake a point is, forward. He's unreal. Are you seeing his handles and his step-back threes? Handle into a three. Like, it's insane what he's been doing. It, like, And then they picked up Thon Maker, so they got length and size there. And it's just... A lot of things are working out well for them. I I, I don't know. I, I hate to say it because I don't like Dwayne Casey at, at all. But <laughs> he look, he has them looking pretty good. But this is like from the outside looking in. I'm sure a lot of people thought the same about the Raptors last year. Yeah. The biggest, I guess, issue with Dwayne Casey was coaching in the playoffs. And, yes. And, and combating huge. other coaches. So that's going to be one thing to watch for. But Detroit's a team that you don't want to face off against because they're going to be they're going to be pests. They're going to push your buttons. Uh, and then in the West, for me, it's obviously Houston. Like, yeah. Houston's on a current seven-game winning streak. Oh, Detroit's also won four straight. They're, They're also in their last. If, if if the playoffs were to start today, they play the Pacers. Yeah. And they can very well beat the Pacers 100%. and go into the second 100%. round. 100%. So, that's a, it's, it's very interesting to, to 100%. look for. 100%. And then Houston is 8-2 and two in their last 10, seven straight. And in those, they beat Golden State, Boston, and Toronto all on the road. They beat Golden State without James Harden, by the way. Yeah. Huge. By, th- by 30? No. Oh, you're talking about that win. Okay. No, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But crazy stuff. Yeah, they beat Golden State, Boston, Toronto all on the road, and then they just beat Philly late last week. So They're tough, man. Yeah. Uh, man, I've been saying this all season. You hate James Harden, but it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if it's going to affect anything this year in the playoffs, but the way that he's just playing and the way they're looking right now heading into the playoffs, they're heating up. Uh, Houston's sitting in third right now. So That's you don't want to – these are two teams you don't want to go up against no matter how – not deep you think they are i think they're going to challenge you in ways that they're going to make you uncomfortable and they're going to tire you out for the rest of the- if you can be going stay without james harden you don't need james harden 
No, I'm kidding. I don't truly believe that way. But no, obviously I don't James I don't hate James Harden as much as you think I, I wish I we had video because people would have seen me almost leave this. <laughs> no, I think no, Warrior uh, the Rockets are, have a huge chance. And I think Daryl Morey, their GM, has done a great job of reversing what he did and not what he did or what he didn't do in the offseason. Obviously losing two of their key um, defenders in Ariza and Mbamute. I think Mbamute doesn't really matter. I don't Definitely know if he's expendable. So is yeah. Ariza. Oh, uh, no. Ariza's Ariza. Ariza. in Phoenix and they're dead last. What has he done? He's What's not a he star doing? player, he's though. Not, like, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good role piece to have. He's I definitely think, good, but he's definitely expendable. No. 100% he's expendable. I think they've done a great job of, of recouping that loss. Ariza was was huge for them. 3 and D. Like, all they need is 3 and D guys on the wing. And he was one of those. Really I think good Austin Rivers is doing more for them than, Austin Ariza, Rivers. than Ariza did last year. Nah. Maybe. He's a, back, he's a solid backup point guard. Very he's good a backup point guard. Big shot maker, and he's a huge defender. And then they got Kenneth Freed, who yeah. just revived his career. And they got Jer- um, they got Iman Shumpert, too. So I, those three pickups, I think, by Darren Morey, great pickups. Um, he's done a great job of kind of reviving that team back to where they should be. Also, obviously, James has led them back to where they should be. They were like 12th in the West, now they're third. It's going to be, I think this has been the best year in recent years as far as like I guess I guess you could say quality in the league. You don't we don't we don't know who's gonna win this year. Everyone wants to say Golden State, but Golden State hasn't been looking that great, and we don't know who's gonna challenge Golden State. So we've we've got yeah. six or seven teams that could be the ones at the end holding the trophy, right? Yeah. So which is this year has actually been very interesting. And what's strange this year is we almost have an inverse because every year towards the playoffs, it's usually like four or five teams in the West that are all within, like, a game of a each game, other. Yeah. And it comes down to the dead last game of the yeah, season that yeah. you you have the decision. But this year, we're shifting that, and it's kind of in the east. So right now we have uh, between the sixth and pretty much the tenth seed. Like, you look at Detroit, Brooklyn, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte. They're yeah. separated by three games, three and a half games. Uh, and then you look at Orlando and Charlotte are both the same, and then the Heat are one game ahead in the eighth seed. So when you look at... That race sort of between Charlotte, Orlando, and Miami. Who do you think is the most likely to make that push through? I think I'm, I just kind of did a process of elimination, elimination just by looking at the schedule. And I know you'll agree with me here. The Hornets have a tough schedule coming very, up. Very, very tough. Got a, they've got a very, and very tough schedule. mind you, they're also heading in having lost five of their last seven. They're three and seven in the last Listen 10. to this. March 9, Bucks. March 11, Rockets. On the road, both of them. They've got they've got uh, the Wizards on the fifteenth, which is very winnable. Then they've got the Heat on the seventeenth, which in is Miami. In Miami, right? They've got a home game against the Sixers on the nineteenth. Yeah. Twenty first, the Wolves. Not not a good team in the West, but, but Minnesota's also to making win. a push because exactly. they're technically they're statistically not out yet. Yeah. Twenty third, they've got the Celtics. Twenty fourth, back to back, they've got the Raptors. And you got the 26, Spurs. They got the Spurs. Who's 20, eight, who are in the eighth seed, so they're fighting. Yeah, like these are just teams that are they. Go it doesn't State. stop, bro. Go it doesn't stop. Florida State, bro. Utah, Toronto again, Detroit. Schedule is not in their favor, so by process of elimination, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be either the Magic or the Heat. The Magic have been making. I think their schedules, as far as the Magic and the Heat go, they're kind of equal. There's there's nothing glaringly different between their schedules. In I my think opinion. Orlando's is a joke. Like they're they got Memphis, Washington, Cleveland, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Memphis in the next six games. These are six straight lottery games. teams. Winnable games. <laughs> and then you got a nice stretch on the road where they're playing Miami, Detroit, Indiana, Toronto. That's going to be tough. Yeah, so it kind of bounces so, yeah, out, right? it bounces. And then but you I, got the I, last couple of games of the year, you got Boston on the road as well. I, so I, I'm going to go with coaching, and I'm going to go with 
veteran leadership. I'm going with a, a better roster. So I'm going to go with Miami. Because I, th- yeah. I think Dwayne Wade wants it. I think Eric Spolster is a great coach. I think, obviously, with that run he did last year, they almost made the playoffs last year. Uh, in the second half of the season, just kind of, they were had the best record in the NBA last year. So I think Spolster is a, a great coach. They've got a great team. I think Dwayne Wade and UD really want this to be the last, this is their last year, right? So I think yeah. they'll want to make that playoff push. So I'm personally going to go with Miami staying in the eighth spot. Orlando, great improvement for Orlando. There'll still, there'll still be a lottery team this year, but yeah. hopefully maybe next year they can I, make the playoffs. I Honestly, I'm looking at this now, and I hear you on the Miami pick, but they're, this kid flipped Orlando. No 100%. Problem. So in, the, in those six games that we just talked about, so Magic, yeah. they play Memphis twice. They play Washington, Cleveland, Atlanta, and New Orleans. These are literally like lottery teams. Yeah. In that span, you got the Heat facing Toronto, Detroit, Milwaukee, OKC, San Antonio, Milwaukee again. It's tough. Yeah. So – those first six games could really be the separator. Yeah, yeah. because if if the Magic go four and two and the Heat go one and five or two and four, oh not Jesus! It's a it's now it's a whole different ball game, and then you're comparing the latter end of the schedule. So it could flip regardless. The Magic, sorry, the Heat have two more games left in the season than the Magic do. Mm-hmm. So based on that and based on Dwayne Wade, it's his last year, and hopefully they make I'm, the playoffs. I'm gonna I'm, go, I'm gonna go if I had to make the pick, I'll go. Miami will make the of the three. Yeah. But I would not be surprised whatsoever if Orlando made it. They have a very easy next six games. Very easy. It's it's neck and neck between those two teams. And, and then think... like their last four games, they have New York and Atlanta. Yeah. Like, who do they did these guys have the hardest schedule heading into this <laughs> last like twenty games? This is a joke. This is a joke. But yeah, that's pretty much that. I mean, it's funny because you look at the race and you're like, this never happens in the East, but it's fun to to keep to keep up. I mean, Brooklyn's in seventh right now with thirty three wins. Sorry, they've got 34 wins. The Pistons have 33 wins. They've just played less games, so they're ahead in sixth. So there's that, like you said, that sixth to tenth seed is it can kind of almost go either way. But I think that, I think I think really it's just that eighth spot that we've been talking about that's gonna it's really up for grabs. I personally hope the Heat will do, will will make it just because. I mean, the things that Dwayne Wade has done this year, like the class he's been exemplifying this year, you know, the things yeah. that they, you see all these Instagram stories, the, the game winner he hits. Dwayne and Wade then, just does things right. Yeah, he's one exactly. Of those guys that just exactly. doesn't do things incorrectly. So you want this last year to be his a, a really good year, even if they, whatever, they get swept in the first round, whatever. It's it's still a good way to go out. You know, Dwayne Wade's a smart guy for going out while he's still pretty good. Yeah. You know, not like, I mean, Kobe went out obviously on 60, 60 points in one game, but during that season, he wasn't, he was very. Just, just looked old, right? Yeah. So, but for me personally, I just, I just want the Heat to win. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the Heat. Cool. We look at pick and roll. Last week we both finished three and two. No separation there. Yeah, uh, no separation. So it's funny because you bet, uh, you bet Lakers over Clippers. Uh, you went with LeBron again, and then an the idiot. Clippers won. But then I took Philly over yes. Houston. I love James Harden. I, yeah, I think that, was, that was the kicker. That was the separation <laughs> between us. Uh, he did have 31, but it's okay. Only 31. Yeah. What a scrub. So, yeah, we three and two, so no separation there. The games that we're going to look at this week, are we're going to look at Detroit at Brooklyn. So this is going to be a good one because these are two teams that are fighting for that Six and seven, playoff positioning. Right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the better for them. They, I'm sure they want to avoid Milwaukee and Toronto at all costs. So yeah. they're trying to make that sixth seed. Uh, you got... Uh, Memphis at Atlanta because we always want to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> These two really talented teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Golden State at Houston. OKC at Indiana. And then my sort of the one I'm looking forward to is Milwaukee at Miami because this is actually, as it stands, a first round matchup yes. right now. 1 8. 
Uh, so let's uh, let's go through your picks. Who you got for Detroit and Brooklyn? Brooklyn, you know that's been my sleeper team the whole year. I love D'Angelo Russell. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I love what they've been able to do this year. Um, I hope D'Angelo Russell is actually a restricted free agent at the end of this year. So I hope he gets a fat contract. We don't know what's gonna happen because uh, there's rumors about KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. That would be interesting. That'd but I heard more Knicks than Brooklyn. But I no, mean, there's so many teams this year. Like there's yeah. New York, Brooklyn. And the Clippers, who have a lot, like exactly. two max slots, two max open slots. each, pretty um, big market teams too. But I love the way I just love I love Russell when he was on the Lakers. I love I he's been he's obviously been playing at an All Star level. I think he's he's the MIP this year as well, just because of <sighs> just because he made an All Star appearance. You're gonna hold if you're gonna hold Victor Oladipo as a standard as MIP, Pascal, bro. No, unfortunately not because he's not an All Star. He's been playing great. Anything. He should have been an all-star. Does, does, does Pascal lead the Raptors or does at this point? Get he out probably of here. does. Get out of here. No, he's no probably chance. been our most consistent. Yeah, he's not the leader of the Raptors though. Yeah, but I mean, he went from being a, a bench riding nine hundred five player. D'Angelo Russell was a second overall pick. He's been hyped. Okay, no, Wait. Well, he wasn't hyped though. The he was a second overall pick. Lakers he was traded him away because he snitched, not because he was bad. Okay, well, he was bad for the locker room. He's a child, but he's not improved. He's just finally heading into what people thought he was. Pascal started playing basketball five years ago. <laughs> that's not my issue. Yeah, that's MIP. I know it's not your issue, but that's the issue that makes him the MIP. <laughs> oh, you can't no. you can't have a guy drafted second overall, have two bad seasons, and then a really good one. And Bro, Old Depot was an all lottery pick. Old Depot was a lottery pick. Had bare bad seasons in Orlando. Moved to our Pacers. Moved to OKC then Pacers. Bam, MIP. Yeah, he also went okay. from like what? It's like all 10 about twenty five. It's all about storyline. Yeah, and Pascal started Russell, playing basketball in Africa four years ago. Yeah, Russell goes, the, Russell goes from the Lakers to Brooklyn, traded away, feels betrayed. Bam, all-star, done deal. But anyways, my pick. Six, 60, but it's fine. It's okay, whatever. They made the playoffs. Uh, but my pick, I'm going to go Brooklyn uh, plus six. Like you said, I, I, I think it's a, it's a close game. I can go. You can go either way with this one. Um, so I'm going to go home team. I'm going to go my team. I'm going to go Brooklyn plus six. Interesting. I got Detroit plus six because they're Ooh. hot. 11-3, and three, like I said, since February 1st, playing really good basketball right now. They're clicking well. They just beat Toronto, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm going to go Detroit by six there. Uh, Memphis and Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm going to go Memphis on this one. Even really? Even though it's in Atlanta because wow. my boy JV has been putting up numbers. Yes. DeLon's been playing pretty well, too. But they look like a new – they won, like, four of their last six games or something like this. Yeah. They're looking decent. Uh, better than Atlanta for sure, in my opinion. I got Memphis there. I actually also ha- I had Memphis by five. Um, I was surprised at you because I know you you love Trey Young. Trey Young, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, despite like you said, despite Atlanta being at home, I just don't think they've got the talent. I mean, Memphis is still pretty talented. They've got they still got Mike Conley and they still got JV who's been putting up numbers. Durant put up like twenty five points this week. Um, they've got talent, you know. Sure, they're a bad team right now, but they still got better talent than the Hawks do. So I hope they come through for me, Memphis by five. Perfect. What do you got for uh, Golden State and Houston, our headliner this week? Headliner, Golden State, Houston. I got Golden State by four. I know that Houston beat them last time with James Harden, like I said earlier today. Golden State is kind of, at this point, looking for reasons to be motivated, in my opinion, for the regular season. I think being embarrassed by Houston, I think with all the recent troubles, obviously socially in that locker room, I think this is a really good game for them to win. I've got Golden State by four. Yeah. Safe bet. I got Golden State by eight as well. <laughs> They're, uh, 
I know they're on the road, but they're rejuvenated. They just beat Denver. Clay had nine threes. Oh wow, what a what a, what a show up! For yeah, Clay. and I feel like I feel like Golden State, with the exception of Toronto, doesn't really lose to multiple teams twice. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. Exactly. So I don't I don't see that happening. And I'm gonna go Golden State by eight. Uh, for Indiana and OKC, I'm sticking with the home team. Indiana is at home, so I'm going Indiana by six because that's the second night of a back to back for OKC and their third game in four nights. So it's it feels like one of those trap games for me. Uh, so I'm gonna go Indiana by six there. I'm gonna go Indiana by three, and basically for the same exact reasons that you said, the game is on a Thursday. OKC is playing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So four games in three nights. Um, you've got you've got to think fatigue takes a role in that game, and you know Indiana's been overachieving. So who knows what they can do? So Indiana by three for me. And then our last matchup, the one eight projection Milwaukee at Miami. Who do you have? Milwaukee by eight, just because they're they're just better, more consistent. I hope they. I think play, teams that struggle in the playoffs make it a priority to do well in the regular season. So I think Milwaukee's just trying to rack up the wins. This is a team that Miami is a very good team on paper. They've got some good role players. They've got good coaching, but Milwaukee's just better. They play better. So I'm Milwaukee by eight. I actually have Miami by four. Mm-hmm. They're playing at home. They're making a push to stay in the playoffs. And a team coached by Spo that has D-Wade and, and UD in the locker room, with this all of this on the line, it's hard to bet against them, especially playing at home. Yeah. And Milwaukee has those games where they just lose. They lost to, like, they lost to some, I think they lost to Phoenix a week uh-huh. ago. Yeah. So I'm going to go Miami by four on this one because I think that's one of those games Miami really needs and they have heart. So I'm going to go there. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Fame. Another one. So this week we got is he's he's one of the better younger players of the league. He's a center. He's unfortunately not been on a team that's given much success to the NBA fans. So not much to watch for there, but he's definitely a talent. He's on the up and up. He was getting bullied earlier this year, but thankfully they traded away the bully. And he just came back from a car crash. Huge, yeah. Huge car he was crash. He's very lucky to be alive, according to him, on that one. So, against OKC, um, this individual had 41 points, wow. 14 rebounds, wow. one assist only, but you got two steals in there. Oh. And over his last six games, he's 34.3 uh, points a game, 14 rebounds, and four assists. So, without further ado, there you go. rather. All due respect. <laughs> yeah, with all due respect. Without further ado, Carl Anthony Towns Big is cat. this week's Hall of Fade inductee. Congratulations to him. Uh, nice little stretch. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the playoffs to show for it. Yeah. I think uh, he was getting in Russell's face earlier this week, and yeah. Russ is like, don't don't talk to me until you make, make the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So uh, we got to give him the love. He's playing very well over the last six games, and I think it was ever since the accident he's been putting up these numbers. So despite what you may think, you may think it's the accident, but I came across some uh, something really interesting here. So... If Carl Anthony Towns does not make an All NBA team, he makes thirty one point six million this year. If he makes an NBA an All NBA team, that's first team, second team, third team, he makes thirty seven point nine million dollars, bro. He makes six million dollars more just by putting up these numbers, bro. You I, know think if, if I, grind, I think it's the money. If I grind, if I grind it at work, you never make my bonus <laughs> is like a fraction of my annual salary. Yo, at work, this it, man's making six million dollars for having a good year on top of his thirty one million. Let me tell you, if from January to April at my work, if I work seven hundred and twenty five hours from January to April, 
I get like a bonus worth like one or two percent of my salary, which comes down to like chips. Yeah. Like you can I can't even buy a coffee per hour with that salary. This my my guy makes six million dollars more for putting up numbers and making an all NBA team. Interesting. That's so that, that's that's also an interesting perspective to look at. Yeah. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, this does wrap up this week. Slower week than we had expected, but still a lot to talk about in this drama-filled NBA. Thanks so much for tuning in. The, the playoffs are about two weeks They're away. Coming. So a couple weeks away. We're pretty excited. We'll do something special uh, for the playoffs for we'll sure. We'll definitely do something special oh, yeah. for the playoffs. And you guys better let us know what you want to see in here. Uh, but guys, follow us. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You name it. We got it. Anything you want to hear. Uh, That's pretty much it from us this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. And have a good one. Thanks, guys. Take care.